The Dimp Digital Network presents Idle Game Chat. Hello, Apps here from the Dimp Digital Network, and welcome to Idle Game Chat. And another edition of Games on the Grill, where we're going to give our impressions of several video games that are out in the market that you can play right now. I'm once again joined by the former Dimp Digital Gaming Quiz champion, it's Pac-Man himself, it's Tom Adcock. How you doing? Hi mate, good thanks, not bad. Next. 7 out of 10 if I had to give you a rating. Mm. It's not, it, they, sometimes they're sloppy, it's, it's what else do you say? Hang on a minute, Sarah's put the heating on. That's annoyed me. That's what? a six that's gone down. That's well. Banned from this sort of time of year, really. I would agree with that. The heating should be off. But yeah, to be honest, even in this house, it's been a little bit chilly lately. So. Yeah, I know. But I think it gets to a certain point of year and you have to just wear a jumper. It yeah. can't be going on. I, I would agree with that uh-huh. as well. But we are here to talk about video games. We have got one, two, three, four, five games on the grill this time. Street Fighter Five. Untitled Goose Game, Baba Is You, Devil May Cry 5, and Undertale. So, let's see how we get on with these. Let's kick off with Street Fighter 5, because you have been a self-proclaimed sort of master of the Street Fighter series. Been playing it since you were a little nipper, although you was probably middle-aged by the time the first one came out. Like, what is your, what's sort of your little story with, with Street Fighter franchise, and how have you got back into Street Fighter 5 all these years after its initial release? Can sort of take you back in time here, mate. Sort yeah. of the year was 1992. Yeah. South in Seafront, sort of little curtain head. Pac-Man had little hairstyle back then. Yeah. Walked, walked in the arcade and there was a queue. There was, there was a sort of gaggle of people around the new machine, shiny. Sort of walked over with my mouth sort of jar. I used to always sort of look a bit gormless back then, much like now. It's pretty same as now, really, yeah. Pac-Man. <laughs> so there it was. Street Fighter 2, eight fighters. Isn't it weird, just quickly, how it's always Street Fighter 2 when you ask people this question? It's never Street Fighter OG. Oh, shit, mate. I don't, do you remember it? They used to have punch pads. Yeah, yeah. I guess it wasn't... It was Fucking dreadful. I, thought, well, I think some of the cabinets had the punch pads. Some had, like, traditional buttons. But <laughs> the one thing that was... you Well there on both was the game was fucking shit they just really really sort of sorted that game out in that second yeah. iteration it's a massive upgrade yeah so I, I remember it back in the arcades and it was like when i was at school sort of 12 13 it was like the absolute the bee's knees it was all anyone talked about when it sort of got a launch on super nintendo i remember paying 60 uk pounds cool. back then to get an imported version, like from the US. And See, people don't convert. know that when they were born these days, they complain about game prices going, oh, they should be lower. And it's like, they were much higher back in the day. I know that was an import, but... No, no, you're right, mate. I, it's like, mate, I, I distinctly remember a game, it was a standard game back in the NES days, mm. like when I would buy them, 39.99 across the board, some were 49.99. There's been no increase. It's no. gone down. Yeah. And they want them cheaper. I don't, I, to be honest, I don't really understand it. I mean, I've, I, I guess there is maybe a a cap on these things like with like how much entertainment you can get for them but it is mental that they were that much then and they're the same price 35 years later yeah craziness mental mate um yeah so i basically i've kind of stuck with the series almost all the way through i kind of dropped out around the sort of playstation 2 era when they were bringing out 
the Alpha. I don't know how familiar you are with these, but mm. yeah. So like the Street Fighter Alpha games, I kind of miss those. And I miss Street Fighter Three and jump oh. back on board on the 360 Street Fighter Four. Missed the mainline entry. Yeah, totally did. Yeah, that was a bit of an obscure one. There was hardly any of the sort of go-to characters. They had a lot of new people in three. I think he kind of alienated people a bit, but apparently it's really good. It was online properly integrated by Street Fighter 3 or not quite? We had like the big Xbox Live explosion. No, it would have been, so it would have been, like, I think, PlayStation 2 era. So had I guess, some internet, but not yeah. like hardly anyone used it, yeah. You wouldn't have been able to have a sort of like, you know, a game, Street Fighter on it. I think they had some of the... Wait, yeah, there was like dial a, up. Yeah, I think there was a Resident Evil game actually. Funnily enough, like after we were talking about that on the last episode, yeah, one of those. Yeah, it was like a online game, but yeah, so no, no, it was nothing that could have run this basically. No, no. So Street Fighter Four, you got back involved with, and I remember you distinctly getting. You actually had a little go at Street Fighter Four, trying to get in like the top hundred thousand, didn't you? You had like a little. It's been one of my lifelong dreams, Joe, to sort of break into. I don't really know what the number is that would make me happy, but I think sort of maybe top. Top, I mean, I don't know what's really plausible, but in my head, sort of top 10,000, maybe. I don't know. Christ. Yeah, maybe top 1,000, 5,000. I don't know what's even. Yeah, I mean, it's probably nowhere near achievable. <laughs> How uh, close did you get on Street Fighter 4? I don't, to be honest, I can't. I, that was easily. I mean, oh, there's only been two chances, Street Fighter 4 and 5. I've done, I've done well on Street Fighter 4. I actually was. I was pretty decent at that, but I've, I can't honestly remember where I got. I remember the. When I was getting good, I was like, I'd be on a win streak of like seven, and I quickly dashed to go to the toilet, and I was so excited with my like win streak, I kind of wet myself a little bit, and then <laughs> I sort of, you know, I sort of put my knob away and realised there was a bit of pit, well, quite a lot of, I'd literally wet myself, and I was like, right, so I need to stop doing this, this is what am I doing? It's ages ago, I didn't think you yeah. ever want to bring that up on air, but that's... Uh... No, I don't mind, I, don't know. I just don't know what's wrong with me, I was like, why have I not shaken that off properly, like, why didn't I just press, like, come out of the lobby, didn't need, how, I, how much do I need to play, what's going on? Oh dear. Yeah, so that happened, and then, uh, yeah, I, I, guess, I don't know, I guess the console generation kind of died off, and yeah, and then Street Fighter Five. here we are. When did you get Street Fighter Five? a long time ago mate and it's one of those ones where I've got it well, I don't know if you remember the release was they fucked the release yeah. on this there's been like, like four updates isn't there or two or three updates where they've like added content and they said they weren't going to do this and then they ended up sort of releasing like it's been like a champion edition an arcade edition that's it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I think yeah they've done a couple of big sort of like No Man's Sky-esque huge updates and the last one yeah turned into like the arcade edition um yeah, so they they have made a lot of improvements now. They've put a proper like single player storyline in there. Seasons. They've really fleshed out the characters, the rosters now. Because I mean, the thing is, we'll get into it later. But I think that one of my sort of negatives with this game is that even now, like Street Fighter Four, had like probably the biggest roster of any game up to that point. They were yeah. all unlocked on release. They just added onto it. It's like Smash Brothers for Switch. Like yeah. it was just like here's everything. Fucking do your bollocks. Whereas Street Fighter Five, they've gone right back on that. They've like, released it with like twelve characters. They're locked behind paywalls. You have to like grind out the hours to unlock oh. them if you're gonna do it in game. So I'm not a massive fan of that after what they did before. I don't know why they would I do know why they would do it, but Yeah. I think it is a step back because I think it's annoyed a lot of people and put a lot of people off. Um, yeah. And yeah, this was along with, you know, a few other games, this generation of real botched release. It really cost them in the grading and they've probably lost a lot of fans because of it. Mm, yeah. 
It would it wouldn't surprise me. So have you had to buy any of these sort of new updates since they've been coming out, or have you... no? The updates are free. It's just when I finally got around to playing it, I had to do a fucking big download. But right. other than that, fine. So everything was in. Like I did play a little bit of it when I first got it, but um, these games work a lot better if you've got one of these like high end joysticks or at least a sort of fighting pad, yeah. which I didn't have originally. I just had my PS4 standard pad. So I wasn't really enjoying the experience. And then when I thought, oh, I'll give this a go, this was probably four months ago. Mm. And I got back into it. And I thought, oh, do you know what I'll do? I'll treat myself to to one of these pads and uh, I'll give it a proper crack. So that's what I did. So how have you found Street Fighter Five? then? It's been a bit of an up and down journey with the release schedules and bits missing. Finally, it seems like it's in a state where it's at least feature complete, you know, like four years on. How have you found the experience of, of Street Fighter Five in comparison to four? Yeah, it's really good. I mean, it's kind of one of those things where they've perfected this game like several times now. So they're kind of just riffing off, you know, different ideas of, you know, 2D fighting perfection, really. So they kind of, they've made some, I mean, the thing is, I guess without me going back and playing it and then really comparing the two side by side, um, the changes they've made are like negligible. They're not like, you know, anything massive. I can't really you know, remember exactly how it played and how it, you know, this, this compares, I think it's a bit slower. Um, like you have to be a bit more methodical with your moves. Um, there's, you know, obviously some new characters in there, but most of those to me to play with are still locked. Like you really have, they really push you to, Oh, so they're still locked now, even though you've played a fair Yeah, man. But you could pay to unlock them if you wanted. Yeah, yeah, you can pay to unlock. To be honest, I couldn't see how much you have to do, but you can't, I don't, it's expensive if you want them all. Um, obviously you can buy them as singulars or packs i have bought some which is weird see this it does get me though because i would never ever normally pay for anything in game like you know cosmetics but i bought my little ryu a little outfit and uh yeah so like yeah they did they really got me two pound fifty for that he does look good so i'm like right have you, have you come um, across anyone else with the same same outfit yet and you're like yeah yeah i think it's like sort of popular sort of go-to but so if I was to buy yeah. the Champion Edition now, I would get everything that you haven't got instantly because I've got the latest version. Is that correct? Or would I still have to pay to unlock? Certain- no, I think you still have to unlock. So because like my version now, when I boot it up, is the like uh, like arcade like the, the most recent version of the game, same as what you would get in a box if you bought that now from Amazon, yeah. as far as I know. Because yeah, cause you're not yeah, and all the characters behind the paywall. Like there might be another two characters that are down for free, but you're probably still looking at a roster of like 16 when Jesus. the full unlock is probably 40 characters. That's crazy because the game, yeah. that like you know, the online game especially, like it kind of lives and dies of its roster diversity, and to have some of them locked away that people can, in theory, get, but need to do a hell of a lot of gameplay to unlock them just seems yeah. intuitive. I think what they want to do is keep like the community really engaged. So like when you boot it up, it will tell you when the next, like they'll give you loads of dates when tournaments have been held and things, which is really good. So they want to keep you online in a regular basis. And they'll have like, you know, double XP days. They'll have like all these different like events. And really it will literally spell out how you quickly, the most, the fastest way to unlock people, but it'll yeah. be like go into the training, do this story campaign, go online and fight 10 rank battles. Like it's a bunch of things and it's like yeah. every day that would change. So they want you coming on time and time again. And you probably, if I could be bothered, go online and you know, there's probably a way to fast track it, you know, the quickest route. And it probably wouldn't take that long, 
but I, you know, had a look a couple of times when I was playing. I've been putting in a lot of, I've probably put in about 70 hours on this in the end. Yeah. And I didn't really have enough, like, XP to unlock anything. A couple of cosmetic things, maybe, like, one character. And I was like, you know, fucking hell. That's, you know, admittedly, all I'm doing is having ranked match match after ranked match. But you just expect that sort of time put in. You'd you'd be there and, you know, unlocking left and right. But, no, it's just not there. No. Have they done anything? Have they made any, like, major gameplay changes to, like, any specials or things like that that you can remember from Street Fighter 4? Is it pretty much the same DNA with... You know, upgraded and balancing for for characters and added a few new characters. Yeah, I mean, it's easy for me to say. Like, I, I mean, even though I've played this series a lot. Like I said, it's been like probably, I don't know what. When was Street Fighter Four Xbox Three Sixty days? Probably 2011, 12. It's it's been probably the best part of, you know, eight to ten years since I've played it. So I'm I'm probably not best placed to say, but um, it's definitely like I said, slower. Um, right. Obviously, all the characters have got new moves, but I mean, if you're used to playing with Zangief, Zangief plays the same way. Most of his core moves are still there. Obviously, one or two added. The balancing is a bit different and tweaked, and you know, whatever. But you know, everyone, if you, if you like a character, they're there, and it's pretty much, you know, by this point, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, kind of thing. And it's all the same fucking knobs on Lion playing it, who <laughs> bad mouth you. You, Honestly, you've got the chat going then when you play it. Yeah, they always text me going, "You're fuck you and your mum," and you're like, <laughs> "Right." So like, I haven't seen that in ages, mate. Like you know, because obviously when people first went online back in like the uh, PlayStation Three and Xbox 360 days, you'd get a lot of those cunts around, and <laughs> you know, and I don't really deal with that anymore. I don't really play much online, so to go back to this and be like, <laughs> "Jesus, these people are still knocking about." Yeah. Yeah. I remember that was the same on when I used to play EA Sports UFC. You'd get the odd person that'd be like, fuck you. And you're like, well, yeah. you beat me, but come on. <laughs> come on. Well, Street Fighter Five. it has had a rocky launch. And it's been out for four years now already. Yeah, it's unbelievable, mate. But to be fair, like, I, the problem is I feel like the threshold, like coming in like from like from having not had a relationship with the series it's probably going to be too daunting even though you can pick it up pretty quick i I mean it's easy for me to say that so i don't really know maybe we should give it a go and and see how you crack on get a hit on you but well i don't know sometimes you can get lucky sometimes an amateur will stitch up a professional (laughs) um but yeah i mean you know anything like i tried logging into that um um warzone thing you know that call of duty thing and i was like i played it a couple of rounds i was like fuck this like i've been out of this way too long i'm shit so i imagine it's a bit like that in a fighter but but when i jumped on i picked it up pretty quick and i got i think you start rank maybe like five hundred thousand. i think somewhere around that way and after like a month i think i got myself into the top 30,000 maybe two. I think I was hovering around 20 to 30,000 somewhere around there and I just basically I got to a cap where I needed to relearn I think I told you a couple of times yeah. like like that I've got like three kind of go-to tactics if they don't work I'm sort of out of ideas and uh <laughs> I really needed to go back to the drawing board really and actually learn how to do this uh sort of higher level which I to be honest I just it's one of those games I love putting it on like you know before bed having like five fights yeah and going to bed, but it, it, it's addictive, man. Like you know, if you win a few, you want to keep winning. Then you lose, you're like, right, I can't go to bed on a loss. Yeah, so yeah. Sort of yeah. boot it up again and and go in again. But 
I mean, there's not really much. I mean, I love these games. I really do. And it's just nice to have it back and have it in a fit state where it's playable. Yeah. It looks brilliant. It plays great. Um, I'm a Ryu, Ryu or Zangief. They're my characters. So they're both unlocked. So I'm happy. Yeah. You've got a ton of stages. You've got loads of things to unlock if you can be bothered. You know, you've got story mode. You've got rank matches. Uh, you've got little mini tournaments. You've got, like, national tournaments you can enter. They have made this now, like, brilliant experience. It's just why did we have to wait, what, two and a half, three years to make that happen? Like, how they've botched yeah. this so much. It should be straightforward, a fighting game. Like, out of all the different types of games that are out there, you know, a fighting game... Once you've got the, because I imagine the game's played well, it's just they just haven't had the content there. No, exactly, exactly that, mate. Yeah, I think like Smash is the way forward. I know that's not like a traditional fighting game as such, but what they've done the last couple of times, oh, like yeah. here's pretty much everything, and all yeah. we're going to do is tweak things and add more characters, like exactly what you want. But the game's all there. You're single player. There's your yeah. multiplayer. You're good to go. That's that's the way to do this. And there's no excuse really. I mean, Capcom. This this is probably what this must be their biggest franchise. Like overall i would have thought or i don't know but up there, isn't it? it's yeah. got to be in it and they're not shy of a penny or two like you've got to be getting this right really yeah that is that is annoying have you ever been tempted by playing another fighting game like a, a tekken or a you know injustice has come along lately? yeah there's some ones that, yeah even the mortal kombat's look good yeah. didn't they again um yeah not do you know what i've been tempted i've just never actually took, like bit the bullet and done it like even these um is it like the Cross Alliance ones? I mean, it's a bit cheap because it's like Street Fighter versus whatever it is. I think yeah. it's Marvel now. Or I forget all whatever they're doing nowadays. Like, they always look pretty good and it's a bit more watered down. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and back in the day, I definitely did dabble with a bunch of the other ones. Mortal Kombat, Killer Instinct. I think there was a Turtles Tournament Fighters or something. And they were yeah. all all right. They just weren't... Ever, you know, you, just, you have your baby and that's yeah. the one you like. I mean... I'm not gonna anyone who tells me one of the others is better wouldn't argue with it, but this is just my go to. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Got, got that main boy there. So I'm gonna read off a little description. So I was thinking, oh, what if I wanted to get Street Fighter Five? So I've got Street Fighter Five Champion Edition, twenty four ninety nine, twenty five UK pans basically. Description Since its release in twenty sixteen, Street Fighter Five has seen a wide variety of new characters, costumes, stages, and other add-on content released. Now you can own the entire collection with Street Fighter Five Champion Edition. This edition includes Street Fighter Five and all two thousand plus pieces of add-on content released for the game. All 24 currently available additional characters up to Season 4 are also included in the kit, which in addition to the original roster of 16 brings a total whopping of 40 characters. This is the ultimate way to enjoy Street Fighter V. Right, so that's annoyed me, if I'm honest. Yeah, that's why I read it out. Really, really fucking like twisting the knife. And go, oh, I'll have the roster, thank you. Next. And you'll be sitting there going, right... That's surely, surely there's got to be something that I've got, I can download or add on maybe then that I just haven't realised. Like, to be <laughs> no. honest, it don't, like I said, it doesn't bother me because the characters I would play as are there waiting. Yeah, I'd have a little mess around, but I'm happy. Yeah. But if that's the case, that is a real <laughs> kick in the balls from Capcom, if I'm honest. I've been bigging them up the last two podcasts, and now <laughs> that's, that's what I'm getting in return, is it? Well, sort of. you can't be trusted, these, these Capcoms. They really can't. Um, 
What about a, a grading for Street Fighter Five? I may well have just brought it down a mark or two with that revelation at the end, but since someone who's been there since the early stages of this when it was in a real shit state, but we're reviewing it in, in 2020, it's come a long way, but it's still obviously not ideal for you with the, the character and content piece. I've, I've probably got that little Ryu costume if I buy it. Don't yeah, thrown in. You're all 2,000 pieces sitting <laughs> yeah. there, mate. Fucking hell. How's that happening? Um, yeah, I would say if you if you can come in and get that twenty five quid, everything unlocked like they say. Until they do the next edition. In my opinion, I mean I haven't played everything, but I would say probably the premier fighting game on this console generation. Oh. I, it's I'm going to give it a nine. Jesus. Yeah. Oh. It's still there off his time. I mean I haven't even looked at a single player. No idea if it's any good, but. <laughs> I don't think that's why you'd get a game like this. The fucking tut story, anyway. Mate, I went through the, the Smash Brothers Ultimate story, World of Light. Brilliant. Mate, I had a look at that, mate. I was like, what am I doing here? So long. So unnecessarily long, that game. It's quite fun. But then it's a fighting game, so all you're doing is fighting the AI over and over. And it's like, right, how often can I do this? I didn't get I mean, this is rambling now. But I actually, I only played it for a couple of hours. But I was like, right, so I'm stuck as is it Kirby or someone at the beginning. Yeah. 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 He survives. And uh, I did like that opening, actually, quality. But yeah. then I was like, right, I'm sort of getting these like sort of buffs. Like, I don't... Yeah. Spirits. I'd, I'd sort of, yeah, what's that about? The spirits, like, buff your... They buff Kirby, basically, and give him... Like, you can have a starting weapon, for example. Or right. you can increase your attack. And the more you kind of level up the spirit, it's the more you know the higher the buffs are basically right. but you can also unlock new playable characters so if you like if you're you really good the, with mario yeah. you can unlock mario and whatnot and each enemy you face has a certain like a certain type of um of ai um sort of level and and whatnot so you what you got to do is try and construct a a spirit team that's against the weakness of the AI and then you'll have a better result against them. Uh, but you get less XP for doing it and bits. So it's a bit of a trade-off. It's like, do you make it easier for yourself and get less rewards at the end or do you just sort of make it really hard and, and perhaps sit there and fail a few times but then get, you know, a higher reward at the end of it? It's quite it's quite good. It's actually quite good, yeah. Fair yeah. Play. But it is fucking long. I, was, I, was, yeah. I think I finished it on the plane on the way home from Barbados, uh, St. Lucia or Barbados, whichever, whichever one it was. I was doing my nutting. Mate, you could have had a fucking cuphead for that. What's that nah, happening? I ain't doing that. Nah, rubbish. <laughs> Another thing that might be rubbish when people look at it is Untitled Goose Game. Well, I've played this. I've finished I, it. I'm surprised yeah. you finished it in all honesty because it's not the longest game, but... Uh, do you know what I did, mate? I started playing it. I was enjoying it first bit, but I didn't realise you could kind of fuck a whole level. So I, I, the first little level, I took the geezer's keys and dropped them in the water and could never find them again. Mm. I sort of needed them later on. I was like, right, that's annoying. That's weird. Well, yeah. I imagine there's a fail safe there, but maybe there isn't. Maybe well, there's I kept resetting, but it was only resetting me back to where, like, the water... Basically, I think I could have just swam around the pond and found them, but it was annoying right. me, so I was like, right, I'll come back to this, and I haven't yet. But anyway, it's your review, so you tell me about it. Yeah, it's, it's good. I'm really surprised, though, that it won GDC and DICE Game of the Year awards. They're like the two awards that I look at because that's, that's the developers and the industry voting for the winners and I was like Jesus how has it got that we've had like Sekiro come out last year like a critical darling from software well respected and then Untitled Goose Game comes out of left field on Game Pass and goes hello and takes the top award I mean that um, is insane from 
from what I've said. I mean, don't get me wrong, it looks really good, and I've heard nothing but good things about it, but I feel like it's more like an industry joke. <laughs> you know, like a sort of like, not, you know what I mean? Like, they're all like, have you heard of this game? Oh, it's actually pretty good. It's funny. Look, look at the goose, like, pissing yeah. off the farmer. Yeah. But it's that's a, it, it's, it's, it's a strange one. I mean, I liked it. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm not sure. Having played the games that I played in 2019 that were, or that were released in 2019, that it's game of the year material. But it is charming. It's short. And as I guess what people would say, there's a lot of character in it. Well, it's funny as well. There is actually like, just playing as a fucking goose, like yeah. pissing off this idyllic little English village. Little Wakery village. A, sort of yeah, it is Wakery, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. How big is it? Because like, uh, it's kind of like a bit old, open plan, rather. Right? Like, the sort of the little parts of the village interconnect, I heard. Yeah, so as you work through, you, you work through a pretty linear path, but... It's a little bit, I'm not going to say it's anywhere near got the complexity levels of a Bloodborne or a From Software game, but there's eventually like shortcuts that come round back on themselves once you've gone off on a little path. Oh, okay. And it will unlock different bits. And then even once you've, you know, finished sort of the main game, there's other challenges for you to do in, in like the, the new open area that you've kind of created by opening the doors or the gates that were locked previously. So there's stuff to kind of go back to. It's it was, It's just nice and relaxing to play quite funny and fun to experiment with because you don't really know what how people are going to react to the goose when you do certain things to it and you, you get obviously get like a list of tasks that you have to do uh, like open the gate or figure out a way to open the gate all this stuff and it's just experimenting with the surroundings and whatnot and uh i, I did, did, did really enjoy it it's a, a great little game and didn't outstay it's well uh, it's, it's welcome yeah how long did it take to get through it I'd say about five five hours tops. All oh, right, yeah. I did it in two right. sessions, and then I was back to it. I haven't, like I said, I haven't done any of the added value bits. Sort of at the end, it's like sort of the more advanced task. This is sort of the ideal game for that Game Pass, really, isn't oh, it? Yeah. I mean, because I reckon it's a bit of a premium price because of, uh, you know, I don't know how much you pay for it, like on the open yeah. market, but I'm guessing it'll be about twenty quid. Have a little look. We can find out what the UK say seventeen ninety nine. If I was a guessing man, it is <laughs> seventeen ninety nine. There you go, which is fine, I would say. Of what I saw a bit. It go was on. thirteen forty nine until October the fourth. So, if you were um, buying it in that early part of the the release, why are they still showing you that? They like, rubbing it in again. What is wrong with these companies? Wow, can't help you there, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know what that's Met Trophy. They leave stuff like on there just to show that it was cheaper, I guess. But no, it was um, it's like a it's like a stealth puzzle game, really, isn't it? When you break it down, you're you're this little goose that runs around and wrecks havoc on on the little wakeriners. People love it. That's it. Yeah. So you 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 can like basically pick things up with your little beak. You can honk at people. Which, that's it. Does it do much to honk? I didn't really have it. You can like there's like some people that don't like sort of scared of the goose, so you can like almost like box them into a corner or box them into a certain item or, or shed or whatever and then give you the heads up and give you a little bit of a uh, starting uh, place on them so yeah you can pick things up honk you can like flap your wings and uh, yeah I, I think the, the only thing that i got majorly sort of not majorly annoyed but the thing that I, when I was playing it made it more difficult than I felt it should was the camera was a little bit funky sometimes and it's just like a sort of isometrical um camera but you can't always tell 
where you are in comparison to like some of the objects. It, sometimes I bumped into things. And I was like, oh, I thought I'd cleared that. Right. Um, but torturing these little AI characters, like nicking the bloke's radio and running off and then dropping it in the water, just pissing him off. It's fun just to do things like that and, and try and piss these little these prats off. They've probably been slaughtering the goose, so they deserve it in my view. It's this little story I've made up in the head. <laughs> Mate, he's terrorising that village. They're just trying to go about their lives. Fucking nah, they're horrible. Mean spirited goose coming around ruining their lives. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I mean like I said, I'm definitely gonna go back and finish it, especially now I know it's only that length of time. That's perfect oh, yeah. for me. Um but yeah, all right. So, do you, anything else to say, or do you want to give it a grade in? No, I'll, I'll grade it. I'll give it a solid eight out of ten. I think. Nice. Oh yeah, feels about right. I'm up for that sort of level. Nice little number that was, and uh, an enjoyable experience. If you've not played it and you've got Game Pass, like, just just get it and play it. It's worthwhile just playing through, at least trying it, see if you you connect with it. But that's it. Untitled Goose Game doesn't quite get the Game of the Year awards that it's been getting, but. Still decent, worth a playthrough. Baba is you. Jesus fucking Christ. What Never is this? Right. I've heard of the name, and I don't know anything about Baba is you, though. So I may rely on you to do some quick... Right, I have setting. to use my Pac-Man brain here to describe this. I'm not really good at this, because this is fucking weird. As I heard about this on another podcast, and I don't know why. Well, I don't know if I do really hey, like What's it. going on? Who are these other... Po- what do you mean, other podcasts? Well, someone we tried to get on to... Well, he, he interviewed the Dimp, uh, Jason Schreier, or whatever his name is, at Kotaku. <laughs> I know he didn't make the grade over here. Ooh, He's got down, he's at Bloomberg. Yeah, mate. Oh, all he ever talks about is crunch. No one cares, mate. Just get me my games. <laughs> Football industry struggle, is it? Is it? <laughs> They're all home now. Exactly. Literally, like, creaming it with that. <laughs> Yeah, you can write your little articles, mate. Anyway, yeah, I was listening to their podcast and they were they were raving about this game. And I, I, to be honest, I, I don't know how much I like puzzle games, so not sure why I went for it. But it's um, it's on Switch. I don't know if it's on anything else. It might be on PC, mm. but it's one of those games that's perfect for Switch. Yeah. So, um, right, Bubba is you. How to explain this game? So basically, you are Bubba. A little you can get it on PC. You can get it on PC, okay. Yeah. So, Bubba, terrible graphics. I wouldn't even say it's 8-bit. And it's single-screen puzzles. And... It looks like Undertale. That's what Undertale oh, really? looks like. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a real throwback to, like, top-down. Yeah, like Commodore, sort of, or Amstrad graphics. Like, it's dreadful. <laughs> but um, you'll have a task. So, basically, you're Bubba, a little, like, character. I don't know what he's meant to be, like, a little pig or something. <laughs> and you'll have to get past the little river and to a goal um like a flag basically but then what you can do is by you so it will tell you the rules of the level like there might be one it'll be like bubba is you flag is goal river is sink so you can't so basically obviously you can't go into the river you need to get to the flag for the goal and you are bubba but what you can do is move all of those words around in each other Right. So you might be, you might change Bubber is you into River is you, and then you can literally move the river out of your way and then oh, switch back to Bubba. But then, well, you say that you then, by doing that, you might not be able to switch back to Bubba because you're now stuck as a river, but you have to use those words to like manipulate the rules of the level. Yes. So it's really, I mean, I'm, I, there's nothing else I've ever seen that's like this. 
No. It, it is absolutely mind-bending, some of the levels. I'll be honest, I haven't beat it. I got to a point where I was struggling. So I got, I mean, there's, I think there's probably eight worlds with about 10 levels each per world. I probably got through four worlds. Uh, hang on, I probably got through three worlds on my own, off my own back. Then I started yeah. struggling. I was having to kind of look for like help on one in sort of three levels. It got yeah. to a point where I was basically then YouTubing I, like five in a row. And I was like, there is no point me playing. This game is not, you know, it's, that's not yeah. how it's, what's the point? I might as well just watch someone play on YouTube. I'm not, <laughs> it's ridiculous. So it was kind of too smart for me at the end. I, I don't know if I'll go back and finish it. I think maybe I had my feel of it. But yeah. it is actually one of the cleverest games I've played. Like, you will sit there like staring at this thing and swapping it around these words around in every which way you can think of. Yeah. Completely baffled. I was playing it on my commute and it was perfect. And then sometimes I would sort of literally be at work and I'd be like, hang on a minute. I can become like the rock. The rock you were sitting there working yeah. and you'd, you'd have a it light just, bulb moment and think, exactly. Oh, can... Pop in your head and you'd go back and it was that perfect, you know, that video game perfection where first time I've done it, I was like, that was yeah. so easy. Like that's the thing. And even watch those YouTube videos every yeah every level can be done in like maximum a minute and a half once you know what you're doing and it's just changing those words around and then moving this you know different things around on screen but honestly some of like the puzzles the intricacy of them are amazing because you kind of basically you'll start doing things moving and you'll be like right so clearly i've got to like become these rocks first of all so you change like bubber is you to rock is you um but then it gets so complicated because it will start off quite simple, like things like that. But then yeah. it will be like trees spawn. So like you can literally get anything to spawn out of these trees by changing the word around and you'll have yeah. to spawn a whole screen of bubbers and then like lemons him into a canyon. So like <laughs> then you end up walking across him, his yeah. like corpses to the flag and stuff. Like it's incredible. But you'll kind of feel yourself getting onto like a good run. You know you're kind of halfway there. And then you'll just get that, you'll be stuck for fucking ages. Then you'll just get that light bulb moment of that last thing. And it is so satisfying. And then you're yeah. instantly stuck again. It is like a bit like Sekiru or Bloodborne in that respect. Like you're just so oh. chuffed that you kind of figured it out. And then to instantly go back to not having a clue what you're doing. Disheart- How long do you reckon you put into it before you get to um walk away from the... Probably quite a lot. I mean, I mean, I'm probably going to really embarrass myself here. If you look at that, how long to be... Because I reckon I played it morning and night commute, and I played it for a good sort of two or three weeks. So that's sort of fifteen hours, sixteen hours, probably somewhere in that. Christ, Keaton, you still went through? Nah, struggled, mate. Right, how long to beat? Let's let's do the embarrassment. Go on, then. Baba is you. Main story five hours. Yeah. No, but main story an extra twenty hours. Completion is forty three and a half hours. All styles twenty one hours. Oh, all right. So is there like optional stuff in there? That sounds to me like there's you don't well, have to do yeah. anything. But so it's kind of a bit of um, basically. So basically, you'll do the core levels, or say like there's a world of like twelve levels. You are sometimes on the early ones have to do eight of them to kind of progress to the next world. Yeah. And then you've got like these sort of harder levels, and then within the levels, I think there's a couple of like secret Mario style worlds that will like, open up. <laughs> So, and then I think some of the actual maps might have a puzzle within the map itself, if you know what I mean. So they'll be yeah. saying to move around there. So I think they're the kind of things they are. But I think, uh, yeah, I mean, clearly, if if you kind of get this, maybe if I'm better at English, really, I'd, uh, 
<laughs> it would sort of, you know, come more naturally. But to be honest, I've sort of always struggled. I kind of do enjoy a puzzle game, but I, I just, I'm not smart enough, really. That is it the problem. It can be the best feeling in the world or the worst feeling in the world. Like, yeah. immediately can, like, put you off the game quite quickly. It's annoying because you know it's not it's not normally the game's fault, it's you. So it really does damage yeah. your ego. Yeah, it does. And to be honest, a lot of games, like, I would just try and, like, like ball my way through sometimes those Resident Evil things you know yeah. spin dials and I'm just like I'm like I don't really understand this I'm just like trial and error spinning things and I'm like right getting some lights going on here in the wrong order. yeah and it kind of just ends up working I'm, like, I'm not sure how I've done that but I'm through it's fine move on so my so it sounds really interesting actually but my question is does do you ever change the words around or do something that you think is going to happen and it doesn't it doesn't work or are they really balanced it so that you can almost try anything that the words allow you and it will might not get you to the end goal but it will work as intended yeah so you can be you know, obviously you can yeah it always works as in but it will it will dead end you so sometimes like if you turn bubba into some like an inanimate object yeah. you'll just be stuck there and effectively be dead but there's just like a you just press like um l1 or whatever is on switch and basically yeah. you'll then just go back a step and you won't be that object anymore so you know so the word would just like so you're literally when i say moving the words you're literally like using your characters to shift the words up and down so sometimes even just to get the words in the right order you'll have to like manipulate them on on walls if you know what i mean because you always need to be something you can change sometimes from bubba into like another character that's on screen that's like not moving until you make it but then if you change that character into like something that doesn't move like a tree then you're stuck you've you've kind of killed unless it's the very last move you're then stuck. So you can do, you can pretty much do everything you could think of, but yeah. it's just, you know, a lot of the time you will be wrong when they make undoing, like you can literally just keep pressing the same button and you'll undo, like you'll literally reverse every step you've made all the way back to your very first step. And it's really quick. So well, that's good that you can just go one step at a time also. And you haven't got to do the whole yeah. pattern again because that's yeah. annoying when you restart from a game you're like oh what order do I do that in blah, no exactly blah, blah, blah. see that's what I mean so when you, when you kind of know you've got half the level right and then you're going wrong they make it really easy just to go back to that point where you were where you were wrong basically yeah well I might have to look into this Baba is you and see what happens I, I won't ask you for a score because it's a, it's an incomplete one but yeah no it's fine that's certainly going to put that on people's radars at like a puzzle game and haven't looked at it um, and it's on Switch and PC as we speak, so take a look if that sounds like it's interesting. I was going to jump to Devil May Cry 5, but I really think that based on that, because of the there's a couple of similarities between Barbara Jewish and Undertale, which I have played through and finished, that I might just jump into that, because just looking at the screenshots, it's in a similar sort of or very stripped back, sort of top-down, simplistic graphics. It's all like pixel art, but they made it look like old-school um, graphics on it. And... I, I thought everyone had heard of Undertale for whatever reason because it was one of those games that came out and got pretty good critical acclaim. But when I mentioned it to you and we said we we're going to talk about this, there wasn't. I didn't see a little light bulb going off in your head. It's almost like, well, what's that all about? Yeah, no, my little brains. I'm just, I'm just going to have a quick look at it now, actually. Yeah. And no, it, do you know what? It doesn't look familiar at all. I'd say, yeah. I mean, this is a bit better looking, but yeah, go on, give me some some deets. 10 out of yes. 10 on Steam. Fucking hell. Mate, it, people fucking love this game. And it is. It is I can see why people's love, people love it. Because um, it's got so many 
new ideas in a genre that probably could do with it and and is really sort of clever in the way it goes about things um and because i'd heard so much good stuff about it I, i'm ashamed it took me this long to get it but i'm glad i finally gave it a go i had it on i've had it on steam for probably about half a decade it's been sitting there um i wouldn't i'm not as enamored with it as other people were so my my opinion's still good, but not like the amazing that I've, I've seen people call it. And it's it's like a traditional RPG that's trying to shake things up. Has a, a great little story, like this little girl that falls down this this little cave, and it's full of monsters. And in the in the, like the opening part of the game, it explains that there was monsters and humans who lived in the same world. And then there's a there's a ruckus basically, and the humans won the war and put them into this little cave. And you, you're a little girl that you fall down there, and you're just trying to get out basically. That's the that's the long and short of it. But along your way, as, as usual in these RPGs, you come across some really fun and interesting characters and. I think the best thing about the game is is the characters that you meet and that you speak to. They're all they're all really well written. They're really funny uh, and interesting to to kind of get to know more about. Um, but they also mix things up in the combat world. So you can you can actually play the game without killing anyone. That's like one of the big sort of taglines. You don't have to kill anyone to 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 progress in this game. But hang on, so is the combat like turn based or? Yeah, so the okay. combat's turn-based. You'll get like a little screen come up, and it'll be like this little blob or whatever it, whatever the monster is. Um, and then you've got two options. One, you can just you can straight out attack them, and um, you'll hit attack, and then this little bar will go from one side of the screen to the other. And the idea is that you hit the the action button when it's sort of in the middle, and that gives you the most damage. Okay. Um, and, you, and your damage sort of cap will depend on what weapons and armor you've got that you've picked up along the way, so you can you can increase that. Um, or you can choose to talk to the enemy and find out more about them. So if you talk to them, you might it might reveal that actually they don't want to fight, and in which case you've just got to show them that you, you you're not a threat to them. And then you can this little thing called like mercy will show up, and you can hit that, and then you can walk away from it. You'll get gold, but you won't get any experience for it. Right. So you're rewarded with money rather than you know buffing up your character. So if you make the decision to try and like not kill anything. You kind of have to stick to it because you can't really do half and half. Because if you start killing things, your your level won't be really high enough to take on some of the bigger enemies in a, in a straight uh, fight. Right. But the other key to the combat is that each time you either choose to attack or speak to them, so you can only say one thing each round, and then so you might find out the detail in the first round and then be able to implement it in the second round. But each time you do that, um, it, it brings up a little defensive mini game. So you'll control a little heart in a little box, and essentially, most cases, you're trying to avoid obstacles that the enemy might throw. So it depends who you're talking to. The obstacles will be in, in different... In some cases, they'll be just like little boxes and little sprites that, that pop up that are quite easy to avoid. If you do get hit by the, the object, you lose... You take damage. That's how you take damage in the game. Um, but some of them get really complicated. They're like a good like 12 seconds of like bullet hell where you're trying to like avoid all these different bouncing off objects in the little box to try and keep your, your health up and go. So it's a, it's a game where you can not take any damage if you're good enough at those sort of bullet hell ones um, and you don't strictly rely on like a roll of a dice in terms of what damage you do take and what damage you give out. It's a little bit of skill-based to it, which 
is an interesting take because the, the historically the RPGs that I've played that are turn-based, it's like use X spell and there might be a little bit of like background kind of like rock dice rolling if you get like a critical or whatnot. Right. This is, a, this is a lot more about timing and actually being able to sort of move and, and, and avoid things. So it's, it's, it's really good, to be honest. Hang on, like, but going in, back in though, so if I go down the route of trying to be like a pacifist yeah. and avoid the first like bunch of enemies, basically if I start going down the talking route, is there a way like by doing the right thing to talk your way out of every single fight or will some people just attack you regardless of no you so the the you can avoid i think you can avoid every fight in the game right because wow. but it's just that you might have to talk and go through like five rounds of talking back and forth of them got yeah and in some situations you've got more than one enemy and they both you both you've got to talk them both down um, some will, will always want to fight you and you think well, there's no way of talking them down but if you use the right combination um, of, of, of talking and also sometimes in the defence game there'll be like a little item that might pop up and if you get that they might go like, oh skilled warrior you're uh, you're obviously very good at this and out of respect they won't want to carry on fighting you well, the only thing I would say is that all the characters in it are really cool like the ones you actually get to speak to the enemies that you actually fight are a little bit uninspired. They're just like weird, like blobs of shit and weird looking monsters. Right. And it has that classic, like you're, you're walking around trying to go from point A to point B and random battle. I hate that. Yeah. And you come out of it, random battle and you come out of it, random battle. And you're like, ah, it's frustrating when you're like low on health and stuff. You're like, I don't need this right now. So, Cause just as well as like navigating in the world and, combat and talking to people and, and and whatnot it's there's a lot of puzzle solving as well so you might have to go through like three screen just to unlock a door that was two screens back and during that time you might face like two enemies on each screen so sometimes that can get a little bit annoying if you're trying to like farm gold or experience i suppose it's a good thing because you're never so, yeah, have enemies yeah. but when you when you're not really interested in doing that it is a bit of a you know sort of drags it down a little bit but Really like cool music, really cool characters to bump into. I'm tempted to go back and do another run, like as a completely different, um, like you know, on this one I I done my best not to to kill anyone, so I want to do one where I actually just forcefully go out there and murder everything to like buff the character and see how that is. Yeah. Um, and, and it will change the story and, and ending and whatnot. So there's a few endings and whatnot people can can work towards, but really clever in some stages. Still has some sort of hangovers from classic rpg play but much like babaraju is like a really interesting take on an old genre um and has some unique ideas that, that in, in general will work quite well nice okay um yeah what give me a grading i guess i'm gonna give it a solid eight out of ten nice how long is it oh 12 hours that's pretty good. That's so. not bad. Yeah, it's not too terrible. And that was like me flapping around as well, like the first run through. If you want to do it again, once you understand like the puzzles, you'll probably. Oh yeah, you're gonna take a quarter. Well, yeah, like yeah, a third off that or whatever, maybe. Or yeah, but then you have people saying, "Well, you've got to get all twelve endings to it until you've completely done it." I'm like, nah, nah. Is there one that's considered the proper ending, or are they just different? <laughs> There's not really. There kind of is and isn't. Like, you can, uh, it's not something that I'm interested in. It's like that Bloodborne. You yeah, know how there's like, yeah, oh, the yeah. best endings if you get all the umbilical cords and all that stuff. It's like, not dissimilar to that. Like, there's no umbilical cords, nothing to collect. But 
I think in order to do it, you have to go through it a few times Got to get that one. But, you know, I've, I've had my feel of it. And I'll probably go back to it later this year and, and do a, a run through on like like full like genocide mode and just slaughter everything. Yeah. Because it, it will change the way the characters react around you as well. Because they're you're obviously you're killing their buddies at this point. So I imagine I'll get into a few more scrapes that I didn't on, on my sort of attempted pacifist run. Well, it sounds like that would be quicker anyway, like engaging the combat rather than trying to talk about oh, yeah. it. It would yeah. save you some time anyway. Yeah, because you're not going to be sitting there trying to work out what to do. It's just like, right, yeah. let's just slaughter these bastards. But yeah, nice. if you've not played it and you've got time on your hands and want to play something that's quite unique, then Undertale's a good pick for sure. Sweet. Final game. Devil May Cry 5. For some reason, I never thought you would play this game. Do, no. do you have a history with this franchise or anything like that? Or is it just another game pass, right? Good value, good AAA game. I'm going to jump on that. I've just realised I'm like sponsored by Capcom on this last few shows. <laughs> yeah, that's, and Game Pass. I think nearly all yeah. these games have appeared on there at some point, or the majority have. Yeah, I mean, this was... Hang on, what else... No, I think this is the only one I actually played on the old Game Pass, isn't it? Okay, fair enough. I think so. Untitled Goose Game. Yeah, but I ain't rev- that's you reviewing that, mate. Yeah, Power uh, Wilds I did earlier. Yeah, well, anyway, yeah, this was definitely Plague a Game Tale Pass. Innocence, that's on there as well. <laughs> this is definitely a Game Pass jobby for me. It was there, yeah. and I, I wouldn't have played it otherwise. I mean, I love right. Capcom, actually, but this is a series that has pretty much passed me by. I think I played Devil May Cry 2, perhaps, PlayStation 1, but I definitely didn't get more than like a few hours in and binned it. But I played Bayonetta a few years ago, and I quite enjoyed it. And I know these, you know, kind of are like cousins, like in terms of combat, gameplay, mm. ridiculous story. So I was like, fuck it, sitting there, got nothing else to play i'm gonna give it a whirl and that's what i did yeah. but um do you know much about no i, I this, this is a franchise that's passed me by to be honest it's more of a an adkins type game he's he's played them all and loved them but i i haven't it's, i've got it downloaded on the xbox through through game pass but i've not sat down to play it because i was like one and maybe you can answer this question is it going to be difficult jump in on number five not played one to four and then two you know, hack and slash fighting action. Am I gonna? Am I gonna enjoy it? But I guess from a story perspective, was it easy to sort of pick up what was going on, or did you, or did you not even try and understand what was going on? Because they sound like they're weird enough as it is. Yeah, I mean, I would say you can jump in anywhere. In that, it was pretty easy to know where everyone sort of stood, you know, character-wise. Yeah. But obviously, I just didn't know the relationships between the characters, and when like there was a big reveal that's you know one character was actually someone else meant nothing to me i mean yeah so things that you know i mean it's, it's not confusing as such but you're obviously not going to get the full experience out of it of course like there is no. you know you're, you're four games plus spin-offs in terms yeah. of gameplay it's one of those things that i put it on like the medium oh, i can't remember how many difficulties there were i feel like i played it on the, the medium one yeah and it was super easy if i'm honest like i don't oh, think right. that, i mean i think maybe the hard one is like is very difficult perhaps but um i think i only died a handful of times but the point on these games is you know a bit like the what's that game with the fucking banana that talks to you my friend pedro oh yeah yeah i started yeah. playing that actually on game pass and it reminded me a bit of that in that you can sort of fudge your way through the, the fights yeah. and things yeah 
and completely serviceable. You'll do the damage, you'll win the fight, and you'll get to the next level. But when you sort of see someone doing this, how it's meant to be done, getting those S ranks, you get graded, don't you? Yeah, at each level, so it'll tell you if you're doing exactly to yeah. So if you know if you can string the combos, it's really like combo heavy. So you've got a gun, you can use like special like demon powers. You can like fight in a traditional sense, and then you've really got to string all of that together to give like the most like amazing like fighting combos. You know whatever um and that's really what the game's designed around like it's that replayability is trying to clear the levels in the you know the best possible way the game wants you to do and and that's what your real goal is so i just went in there as a casual and just fucked around and got through it and that was fine for me especially you know because it was game pass and totally enjoyed it it's so over the top it's you know (laughs) every fucking character is like pretty and tattooed up and you know talk load of bollocks and still like literally chewing through the scenery and whatnot you know the little cut scenes are it's all in that re engine so it looks fucking brilliant yeah, yeah. and they're so good that engine um, yeah and mate they're like fucking picking up motorbikes and throwing them at each other and ducking <laughs> underneath buildings like with an inch to go and you know all that kind of crazy japanese bollocks but it's super fun it doesn't take itself seriously at all the storyline is all over the place. I mean, basically the hell's kind of, or a demon is trying to take over the earth and yeah. you're then fighting it. But I think you're like demon hunters, essentially. I think this is like their job. Yeah. Adkins would have to confirm this, these facts, but um, <laughs> yeah, you've got a choice. So basically the levels, I'll give you a little bit of structure. So you play as one of three characters. Sometimes the computer forces you to choose a character. Sometimes yeah. you get a choice. So you've got that replayability right. as well. There's also a weird, like, online mechanic where you play through a level you'll see the other character in your party and then you'll split and then basically that is somebody else online playing and you'll you'll there'll be like bits in the level where you will see them like below you or above you or next to you also fighting and then you get to grade each other um Are they? They're not. Are they actually like helping you? You just seem like they're spectre or that they're phantom. So like, no. It's like say you're on two different buildings. So I'll be on building A and then over on yeah. building B. Like as I'm fighting, I can see them fighting a load more demons. So you're not yeah. really helping at all. No, it's just right. there. You know, they've just put two unique players together on that same part of the game. It's really clever, actually, hmm. uh, and a nice little twist. I don't think you can. You can't do it multiplayer or anything. It's literally just no. as far as they like randoms like. Yeah, just it's kind of a fun little thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know if you've got any other questions really. I mean, I'm assuming most people know what Devil May Cry kind of is on a high level. It's yeah, it's because oh, there are three characters. Like, is, is it difficult to swap between three of them and like not because you were you mentioned earlier you sort of ball your way through a lot of games. Like, is it difficult to switch between like? I don't know, Dante, and then go to V with all the different like mechanics and weapons and styles that they use. And I know there's a, I can't remember the third one. Is it Nero? And, uh, yeah, that's it, yeah. yeah. And to be honest, they are actually really different. So I'm yeah. going to forget names now. And obviously, I know Dante is... Um, so V or Nero, the guy with like, the sort of pale guy with all the black tattoos... Is that Nero? The one that can like he can like summon. Yeah, exactly that. So he doesn't really do anything. He's got three like spirit animals or whatever that do yeah. all his fighting for him. So that's very different to like yeah. Dante. He likes to get up personal with that huge fucking sword, motorbike, demon form, and whatever. 
Um, yeah. And then the other guy, so I'm going to confuse these names now, Nero or Nero, whatever, yeah. he's got like this uh, one bionic arm who, uh, so every level you can buy upgrades for that and that will like fire out missiles. So they've, they've actually done a really good job of making the three characters really different to fight with. Yeah. But because of the style of fighting, you can just like, especially on the level I played it, button mashing works absolutely fine, <laughs> generally speaking, <laughs> as long as you sort of evade every now and again. Yeah. you're gonna be right and then there's a this bosses that um i can't actually yeah the only time i ever died was that like you got one reoccurring boss essentially the and nemesis. pretty much yeah and then um it took me a while to figure out how to beat him he sort of took me down a couple of times but other than that it is genuinely a case of evade 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 attack 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 and just knowing how much you can get in before you need to do another evade i'm sure as you got yeah. the difficulties it requires a lot more skill to do but do you know what? It's good that someone like a casual can jump in and enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, man. Still. I was enjoying right. it. Like, I actually, you know, it was at a time when I didn't, again, didn't really know what I wanted to play. And I found myself going back to this. Like, I, was, I was really surprised. I thought, I'll just yeah. fire it up and play at level. And I was like, it's actually so easy. You know, you just run around. A new enemy type gets spawned. They give you a little introduction of a name, tell you who you're fighting generally. And then you'll yeah. fight a bunch of those guys. And then, you know, the, the world will open up again. Um yeah, it's, 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 I don't know if I'd pay like 50 quid for it, but I enjoyed it way more than I expected to. I mean, yeah. I don't know if they've got remasters for these. If there was some way I could play some of the older ones or whatever, you then... do a couple of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't, you know, be against Adkins it, really. Adkins, put it in the comments. Yeah, please do. Oh, no. And it sort of makes me excited for, like, Bayonetta 3 as well, because oh, yeah. there is a place yeah. for these sort of games. I mean, they're not my go-to by any means, but do you know what? They've, they've got their place, these fucking high concept hack and slash fucking Japanese megaphones. Like yeah. compared to like, I'll say compared to um, that thing that came out on switch and stuff with Zelda running around those battlegrounds. What's that called? Dynasty warriors. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I don't know if that's fair comparing them, but I enjoyed this way more than I enjoyed that kind of, you know, I think there's like yeah. a similar combat with the two, like very much hack and slash and just fighting through waves of enemies. I know it's not exactly the same, but I would. I enjoyed this one way more than I ever enjoyed that. And I know that's. I think there's. You know, this appeals to a certain type of player, and I think you. You know if you're going to like this, and if you are, then you know this is done by a AAA developer. It looks amazing, plays yeah. really nice. It's a good length. It's that sort of probably twelve, thirteen hour like sweet yeah. spot for me. So I was well Just on board for that. In ridiculousness and action as it goes on. Gets more oh, mate, crazy, yeah. yeah. It starts at a 10 and pretty much stays at a 10 <laughs> all the way through. There ain't no fucking downbeats in this. It's just more and more over the topness. Nice. Well, what's going to be the score for Devil May Cry and your first outing in the franchise? I'd give it a solid eight from me. Excellent. Yeah, it's worthy of that. Probably another half a point if you know what you're doing, maybe even a full point. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Didn't expect to at all, so I was well happy with that. Excellent. Well, that brings a close to our record high of games in one Games on the Grill episode. We did five there, so I think that's quite impressive for us. I mean, a bit of a whistle-stop tour for some of these, but sometimes volume is more important than detail, I say. And then, but then I will sit there and talk for an hour and a half about one game next time. So you'll get both, depending on how old the game is and, and whether it interested us too much. But well, that's it, Adcock. Thanks for your your time for games on the grill, and I'm sure we will speak to you in the near future very soon. Everybody else, thanks very much for your time, and tada! Oh. 
This was a Dimp Digital production.